Hey, it's Heidi and Stefan, and welcome back to the ice cream parlor. Back, once again. Again, again. Again, again. So, we've been gone. For a little while. Yeah, but this year really has kicked our ass. Unfortunately, not in the most negative of ways, but more in a we're busy with uh, positive things in our lives, which is good. Yeah, I think that's a good way of putting it. You know, it's, um, we haven't, I don't know, just so many other things have been going on in, in good ways. So we've been busy and having to shift and move and just, you know, unfortunately I've had to put the podcast on hold for a little while, uh, but definitely was not something we wanted to uh, <laughs> leave behind leave behind or put on the shelf, you know. We're definitely trying to get back into it again. Um, it's just been busy and, and everything, lots of new changes and stuff. So, But it looks like you're doing well. Yeah, it looks that way. <laughs> on the outside <laughs> no i mean things are going well um i uh i'm back working for a corporate gig which i didn't want to do however i found one that is um more along more aligned with my ethics it's a company that's saving the earth so that feels good cool so that's that's happening with me and because of that um i've had to reshift my focuses. Um, and you know, I have one kid that graduated from high school and is off to college, another kid that's going into high school and there was a move and there was a lot of transitions and, uh, lots of good stuff. One bad thing, but lots of good things. What, What was the bad thing? We lost Bella. Oh yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize you were going to bring up the, uh, the sad story of the, the, the passing the of our of our podcast dog. Yeah, that's sad, and um, you know, I don't really want to get into it a whole lot. But she was it was her time to guess, and she lived a long and healthy life. So um, it is what it is. Yeah. Otherwise, you seem to be doing well as well. Or good. Yeah, I guess. I mean, again, we're just staying busy and um, can't complain. You know, there's a lot of things still going on in the world that we're trying to steer clear of. Um, but, you know, I'm just trying to do as much as I can to uh, work from home or work for myself or take more of, you know, life in the direction that I want to go in. Yeah, you and started a new business. I guess you could say that. I don't know. I'm just doing whatever I can. I got a lot of hustles on the side just to keep things going. That's all it is. That's well, that's how I good. See it. Uh, but is it idle hands are the devil's play things? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> well... Good. It's good to see you here, mm-hmm. the podcast. Yeah. yeah, unfortunately, nobody else can see us this time. We're going to okay, be doing. I am literally just wearing a sweater and getting yeah, brush my hair. Just going to be doing an audio only episode um, for the moment, just to the get the content back up and running. The video stuff is um, a lot of work, and we do it all on our own. So, uh, again, with the timing and with everything that needed to happen, I thought it would just be best to get the audio episode going and then we'll work our way back into We're the video stuff better able to commit to audio at the t- at this time and we'll do video when yeah when it feels and to better. be honest with you it looks numbers wise i think it looks like we have more audio listeners anyway so we thank you for that and we obviously thank anybody who has watched our videos on youtube because we know they're um, lengthy yeah yeah <laughs> but um you know the it's it's hard youtube is a whole nother beast nowadays and everybody's on it so um you know again like it will be Nice to keep the... The ROI on YouTube isn't... What's uh, ROI? <laughs> return on 
which I know Oh, right, that's yeah. I mean, right now, you know, we're not monetized. We're not making anything back. And it takes a lot of time and effort to put in to making the video episodes um, way more so than audio. And anyway, we're not going to get into all the details of that. But uh, just to make sure that we can keep things coming and keep the fans happy out there, we want to just uh, do the audio only right now because we feel we can at least commit to that. Right? Right. All right. So I'm looking at this poster of the movie we're doing today. And the art for the movie is, what is it? Six women. Is it six women? Is it three, four, five, six? Yep. Six women posed um, to kind of, I guess, look like a skull. Oh, really? We're doing an episode on The Descent. Yeah. Yeah. I guess um, I didn't see the movie poster. So it's like an art art picture of like a yeah, here, posed a women in the form of a beer. skull. Oh, uh, okay. I see it. That's pretty cool. And I've seen that poster before, but to me, it was more like a lantern and maybe I thought it was like a coven movie or something. And it didn't really pique my interest until the lady who does my eyebrows or who did my eyebrows when my other lady left town. Do you remember? It was just random lady. Anyway, uh, she recommended we do this movie like two years ago. Have you seen this movie before tonight or this before time? Before today? I mean? No. Yeah. I I started trying to see it, but I got busy. I haven't been able to really like even get into a movie for a while. Yeah. So we watched it today. Um, I think I've seen it before in the past. I mean, it came out a while ago, right? Like yeah, it's from two thousand five. Two thousand five. Yeah. So I believe I saw it. There was a phase where I had that blockbuster when blockbuster was a thing. That if anybody, I don't know if our listeners are old enough to know about blockbuster. I'm sure definitely our, some of our. <laughs> yeah, all of our listeners are in that age range. Well, blockbuster at the end of their life had this little like. Um, movie pass sort of thing mm-hmm. so like basically you could t- uh take two movies at a time and it didn't matter how many you take you just pay this monthly subscription basically so you could come back with one movie and flip it out or come back with both movies or flip it out and i think it also worked for video games as well um so i was just you know and i live like maybe three five minutes i don't know down the street from a blockbuster uh, so i would just drive down there grab two movies come back watch two movies, go back down to Blockbuster, and like two, three times a day, I'd flip out the movies. This is when I had a lot of extra free time on my hands, and I wasn't going out much. I was kind of living a hermit lifestyle. <laughs> um, you? A hermit? I don't believe it. <laughs> but but yeah, I, and, and I think I watched it then. But because I watched so many movies then, they all became a big blur. Right. Also, I was probably... high. And that at all and times. That and very inebriated. <laughs> at all times. <laughs> I think the blockbuster people saw me like get worse and worse as I would come in throughout the day. <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm like, I don't know, He's man. He's working the me. system. You single-handedly destroy blockbuster. <laughs> uh, we didn't have a blockbuster uh, card growing up. Um, and now I live in the neighborhood that I grew up in. And we used to just ride, up, ride our bikes up the street as kids, my brother and I. Um to a video rental place. And I don't even remember what it was called, but it was family owned for sure. And, um, it's, it's in this, uh, what is it? Like a plaza now that's now a nail salon or something. But, uh, shit, man, we used to be $2 and 20 cents for a new movie or a dollar 50 cents to rent an old movie, you know? And then that's how I got into horror movies because 
all the horror movies were a dollar fifty. Yeah, yeah, I liked the like offshoot um, non-blockbuster little mom and pop video shops for the um, craziest shit. And there's a curtain that you can easily see through. Yeah, yeah. See, when I was living in Massachusetts, we had one. It was called the Video Library, and um, we would go there all the time to get movie rentals and whatever. Um, and sometimes I would have like an uncle or or um, an older cousin or whatever take me. And at that time, I might have like snuck into that curtain section once or twice just Fucking real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like I also felt like, you know, it's hard to imagine that Blockbuster as a company is just gone because, you know, I for me, they were also very close. We always sort of had a Blockbuster membership. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, the when, when I lived in Florida, when I moved there, it was less mom and pop video shops and more Blockbuster mm. or um, there was another one I think called Planet no Hollywood video or something like that or Hollywood video, yeah. yeah we had uh, so at, when I when I moved out as a teenager um, I lived in uh, Venice for a while Venice Santa Monica for a while and there was a video rental place in Venice I used to go to called Jungle Video and I didn't like it it was too big like the mom and pop one that I used to go to it literally had I want to say three aisles plus the porn section, mm-hmm. yeah, and that was it. So you had a very limited amount of movies that you can watch. So that's why you had like a um like a checklist almost. I've watched this one, this one, mm-hmm. this one. Okay, what's next? Um, I don't know. Too many options for me was just too distracting. Yeah, that's how I would end up with movies <laughs> like The Wedding Planner. The fuck I want to watch that for? <laughs> hey, it was a funny movie. I would always try to look for Not the, the most... wedding singer. Oh the wet oh the wedding planner. The wedding What's... planners with J Lo. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I, I knew you thought I said wedding singer. Wedding yeah. singer. Um, that one of the best soundtracks. The wedding singer soundtrack. Yes. Yeah, I, I used to try to look for the most craziest like B rated movies like that you could find. The craziest find. looking cover, like uh, box yeah, cover? I can't even remember half the titles there. I I want to say there was definitely a a certain production company that was putting out a bunch Lions of these. Movies. I don't know, think it was Lionsgate. I think this is like really low budget. Like you know, how, like the Troma guys put out like the uh, um, what's it called, Toxic Avenger, yeah, and all those. Yeah, yeah. It was similar, like, but, and I can't even remember any of these titles, but essentially they were all really like bro kind of like <laughs> almost like action movies that just had an excessive amount of nudity in it. And, um, also all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the covers all kind of looked alike and, you know, they had some sort of a story plot, but it always ended up with girls getting naked and then some sort of gunfight and stuff like that. Um, bonus naked girl gunfight. Yeah. Actually, that's kind of like Lionsgate was, I want to say, what, early 2000s? Oh, really? Is that before they started putting out, like, big productions? They were doing... Yeah, little... I mean, well, I mean, from what I remember, because if I'm not if I'm not mistaken, a lot of the movies, the gory, nasty movies that I used to love, it would always start with Lionsgate. And that's, well, I remember, that's not, not why it's, like, Bloomhouse now. Right, now, but so, and I do remember that, too, because I remember Lionsgate's intro was on a lot of, like, you know... But this was like even one step down mm-hmm. B-rated than Lionsgate. Like these production studios probably just like didn't even Jeff's exist anymore. Productions. Yeah, yeah. It was <laughs> it was really like that low budget in a way. Um anyway, it was just fun. I was that was my like high for a while. I would just go and be like, I want to find the most obscure movie here that most likely nobody else is renting and I'm gonna rent. Well, that's that. how I found Santa Sangre. Yeah. <laughs> 
I think you told me that before. It's like one yeah. of my favorite movies, and it still freaks me out. The chicken scene, horrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway. But, yeah, so Descent. I think Descent. I watched it then, and I don't remember it much. The box art, may, like, I wouldn't have been drawn in by the box art, but you know what? It's one of the better movies I've ever watched. Oh, I think I was supposed to say what? Oh, <laughs> you like, know what? You know what? And I'm just silent. You know what? <laughs> what? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> it's one of the better movies. Like, I watched it and I thoroughly enjoyed it. So much so that we even watched the sequel right away, which was a fucking mistake. <sighs> always is. The always Descent, is. The, the first Descent is a movie on its own. It stands on its own. You don't need a sequel. That's a money grab. It's a money grab. Yeah, why would you make a sequel? So, okay, oh, so. well, yeah, right. I get it because you're just saying they were trying to capitalize on it. But it was the same director and the yes, same actors. But the same right? director didn't want to do it initially. Oh, well, then. But then he, he did it because, you know. Same thing with. Uh, Casuals, uh, everything around that's me. Same thing with um, John Carpenter for yeah. uh, Halloween. He didn't want to do it and he got forced into doing it. Yeah. But it wasn't bad. It just wasn't yeah. as good as the first. Yeah. I think that the first one was. Um, Definitely good in its own way. Um, there's some, I don't know, I think, so I did watch it before, and and I, one part of it that I didn't remember was the whole, uh, her, the, the, the two main characters having, you know, having a situation where one was having an affair with the other's husband. I guess uh, spoiler I... Spoiler alert! <laughs> well, we already, everybody knows that there's spoilers in this uh uh, podcast, but like you noticed it right away, and you were like, "Oh yeah," just from a glance or whatever. You were like, "Yeah, they're having an affair," and I was like, "Damn, I didn't even notice that." <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I get it that it comes out later on in the end, but um, you catch on to those fine details so quickly. Well, it's like in a cartoon where they paint one of the if there, there's like a it's a cartoon and there's the the wall and part of the wall is painted a different color gray. You know that that is the one that they're going to either blow up or move or there's a secret door or something. You can spot those things in all these movies. So in this movie, well, let's just get into it. Okay. I think sure. the dog's trying to get in. It's all right. It's closed. It's nothing he can do. Okay. Um, so the movie, The Descent, from 2005, and it is directed by Neil Marshall. Why is that a hard name? Neil, Neil Marshall. Marshall. Neil Marshall. And it stars... A bunch of people that we a don't know. A bunch of people. But the character... Okay, so let me just run through it. Uh, Sean McDonald, Alex Reed, Mayanna Burning, Natalie Mendoza, Saskia Mulder, and Nora Jane Noon. Now, aside from one guy, it's an all-female cast. Yeah, yeah. Which is, you know... Cool. Okay. <laughs> cool. Yeah. But there, there was a, you know... But having a guy in this storyline, like, in the cave, because this is a movie about spelunking... Uh, it would have thrown it off. Yeah, I guess so. Well, you mean it would have thrown it off because they probably would have survived and it would have been ended easier because the man would have kicked the the guy. The, no, all the, the bad whole guys movie asses. would have taken so much longer because he would have been mansplaining all. <laughs> right, right, right. So the movie is about a cave dwelling. Okay, let me just read it right off IMDb. A caving expedition goes horribly wrong as the explorers become trapped and ultimately pursued by strange breed of predators. Mm -hmm. See, there are men in this movie. Right, they are. They're blind and evil. Yes. 
Yeah. Well, and then there's <laughs> one actual normal guy who's like, I, I don't think I want to go whitewater rafting. I'll stay here with our daughter. And instead, they just kill him off right in the opening <laughs> scene, which I remembered that from the first time I saw it. And I thought that was a great scene because it was definitely one of those like, you, you, I don't know, something was going to happen. You didn't really expect that that was going to happen. But so it was uh, the movie starts nice. like this. Yeah. Go ahead. Tell him. So the movie starts like this. Sarah, Juno, and Beth are White River rafting. And they're going down waterfalls in an airflow. Like, that's what you <laughs> yeah, do, right? Yeah. That's White River. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's white people rafting. I mean, they, they definitely <laughs> didn't look like they had control of the boat, which I know white water rafting is tough, but it just looked like they were flailing around. Well, like, that's blah, because blah. They, they, they didn't use stunt doubles. That was them actually yeah, doing it. Yeah. So I would... Okay. So I understand why it was supposed to be like an insane scene, but it really was just very like, I mean, I'm not going to say it's mediocre because it was a good scene. I couldn't do that. Um, But it wasn't the skill level of, what is her name? Is it Meryl Streep in The River Wild? Have you seen The River Wild? The movie makes me cry every time. Anyway, so these three girls are part of a group of girls who go and do like extreme things like base jumping and right r- they're like the mountain rafting. dew chicks basically they're like and and rock climbing and bouldering <laughs> and all kinds of stuff so they're mountain dew chicks that's weird <laughs> but they're also international they're all european oh right, right. yeah so yeah. um so anyway um they, wait they're all european juno doesn't seem european i'll get there Okay. So this is where we're introduced to them as these extreme girls. I guess. With no yeah. with an X. Right. Extreme. But, but they definitely don't look like they have. They look like English the, teachers. The, they don't have and, it by the, the, they don't have the, uh, they're not, I don't know, I, I lost the words. They're not grabbing the bull by the horn. Right. Yeah. Something like that. Because again, they're because flailing they're around. Aggressive. They're not like, you know, <laughs> take, but then all of a sudden they go down a little slight waterfall and it's like the Whitewater Rapids just end and all of a sudden there's like the husband and and the uh like it's like the end of a disney okay, ride so like, it's the husband and the daughter waiting for, waiting for them at the other waiting for sarah because she's the mom slash wife and they go and and they get off the raft or whatever and this is where they push june the other girls push juno playfully in the water and paul the husband pulls her out fine but as he's pulling her out she, a uh, Juno, is looking directly straight, avoiding all eye contact with Paul, and that's why I was like, "She's fucking she's up. avoiding eye contact. She's avoiding eye contact. So in a sense, she doesn't want to look at him because she, they are having an affair, and she's trying to avoid that. Right. She was also complaining, so, like, "Oh my god, my fingers are so cold. I'm gonna die of hypothermia or something like that. I don't know. Mm, maybe." I don't remember that part. I just remember looking at her like, ooh, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah. if you're going to be in an open relationship, be in an open fucking relationship, just be honest with your partner. Like, yeah. the ba- the issue here wasn't that he stuck his dick in her. The issue here was that he lied to his wife about it. Anyway. And that she, being the best friend, also she lied be- to her she, friend That betrayed one is the bigger friend. issue. Yeah. That's the bigger issue because she's betraying her friend. Exactly. Anyway. So, they head off to the hotel... Um, the family goes in one car and the other girls go in and put a, put their equipment away and they they follow behind uh, shortly after. But on their way to the hotel, there is an urban legends kind of accident. There's a head-on collision because the husband is distracted. Yeah, he's just sort of like in his own world yeah. and she's like, what's wrong? You seem like distant or whatever. Right, and, he's just and like he, he lets the out. car... Um, he lets the car drift into the oncoming traffic. Mm-hmm. 
there's a head-on collision and these copper pipes that were on top of the other car go through the windshield and in through the husband and the daughter's bodies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, instant death. It's it's a it's a really nice quick death scene to grab you in the beginning. It's like the changeling, um, in the beginning of the movie. Yeah, the the hus- the, the wife and the and right, the daughter yeah, get the, hit the whole car the, yeah, yeah by the car. Um, also, you could say something like uh, Pet Cemetery with the, the dying of the little kid by the truck and getting hit in the beginning. You know, those kind of death scenes set the tone of the movie and it gets you like, oh my god, you know, and like. So this yeah. one, you don't really see that it's really coming. Like jarring, it, like gets mm-hmm. you. You're like, oh fuck, I didn't expect that. Yeah, you don't really see it coming, but then it does, and it, and you're like, whoa, okay, let's let's get ready for a, a ride. I, I I did remember like so when I was watching that opening scene with the whitewater rapids i wasn't sure if i remembered much of it and then when i saw that scene i was like oh right i remember seeing this movie before (laughs) that one last um and then she has this crazy thing where she's basically wakes up in a hospital Mm -hmm. um a la kill bill style yeah and that i'll tell you i thought she did a good job because i've had an experience like that before and it made me feel like your husband and daughter got hit by a car um, absolutely, yes. And that's... Are you okay? Should we talk about this? <laughs> no, I'm fine. I, there were extra baggage. I needed to lose the weight, so I'm happy it's over and done with. No, but I ended up making some bad <laughs> decisions. So <laughs> <laughs> I made some bad decisions in my life. And one time I ended up in a hospital bed and I woke up and I was just like, holy shit, what am I doing here? And that was something where her reaction definitely reminded me of my experience and i felt like it was very true coming out of a blackout state waking up in a hospital Mm -hmm. yeah yeah pulling the things out of your arm did you die i might have a few times but unfortunately i keep coming back no i'm talking about in that instance like (laughs) did you actually die like did they tell you that i was like because it was a car accident right yeah no i don't think like they didn't tell me that i was clinically dead at all no but um uh it was, I was completely blacked out when it all happened. So I don't remember much of it. I just woke up. I just remember a certain part of a night and then I all of a sudden woke up. I don't remember anything that happened in between. I've heard the stories. I've, you know, had to go through uh, some situations because of it or whatever, but um, I have no memory of it at all. It's completely a black. It doesn't exist at all. I have the armband that they gave me from the hospital. That's the only proof. Um, and the bill. That's, yeah, the bill, which I never <laughs> fucking paid. But... I'm actually no, I did. I I actually now that I remember, I said it was bad karma if I didn't pay it because I s- survived this incident. So I decided that paying that bill would be wise. So Smart I did, yeah. But that particular scene I thought hit home and and was good acting because it, I was able to relate to it and felt like her performance was real. Okay, great. Now it was a powerful scene. Mm-hmm. Um, so she wakes up and she starts t- tearing everything off of her body. Her what? What is it? Her IV. Yeah, and, the IV and, and the oxygen thing. Everything. And everything yeah. yeah. And then um, she runs out of her room, and as she's uh, looking, she's like screaming for her daughter because she mm-hmm. knows her daughter was in the car. But she remembers that much, I right. guess. She's like, I don't give a fuck about my husband. Where's my daughter? And as as she should, <laughs> as a parent, you should care for your child. Like, it's kids over. SIDS. <laughs> SIDS is sudden infant death syndrome. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, uh, so, but the interesting part to me, which will make sense in the future, in my theory of the movie, that was all ruined by a sequel, um, <laughs> is um, 
as she's like looking, the as she looks to the right, the lights like down the hallway, the the lights start turning off. And as she continues to run away, the lights start turning off behind her. And uh, she runs and runs until she screams out and she runs into the arms of her friends and they let her know that her husband and her daughter have both died. And who's there is Beth, her friend, and then Juno, mm-hmm. her other friend. But Juno can't even bring herself to comfort her. She's just crying. Right. And well, then because she knows every- she's guilty also. And everything why. in the hospital is going business as usual. Nobody's even picking them up off the floor or anything. They're just there. Yeah, absolutely. So, right, then that was a a very powerful scene right there as well, too, because, again, when she falls into her friend's arms and she's crying and understanding that they're gone and she's just like... So that was, I think, really good acting, especially in a horror movie. You know, she was definitely selling it. You know, it wasn't, like, just cheesy or anything like that. Um, But, and you do notice, like you said, Juno is kind of like, I can't can't really be here. And she knows she's guilty, so she just sort of, like, runs away or leaves or whatever. Yeah, we learned later that she even stayed long after that. She Mm -hmm. left. Right. But the lights... When we were watching the movie, I mentioned, oh, they just must, must be motion sensor lights because that happens at my job all the time. It's they, uh, if you're not there, if you're not, there's no movement for a certain amount of time, they turn off. They turn off. But and then, then they, they turn, turn on, on as you're walking. So I'm thinking, okay, well, she wasn't there for all that time and they're starting to turn off and she's running. Uh, it has nothing to do with ghosts or supernatural. No, but it's I'm like, the it's opposite. just the motion sensor. But it's the opposite. They're turning off as she's running, not on. They should be turning on if they were off, right? I don't know. I'm just saying. <laughs> Your motion's a little bit backwards. So. Someone no, no, wired no. it backwards. So no, no, they... you don't understand. <laughs> it's because everything to the right of the hallway that she was looking down and started turning off, nobody was there, so they were turning off. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And so she, she was, was running away extra. from it? Yeah, she was just being extra. <laughs> I don't know, whatever. That's my favorite theory. So they're in Europe at this time, I guess, so Scotland or whatever? Scotland. Yeah. I was going to use make do a Scottish accent, but I realized I don't know how to, except for Sean Connery. And is he Scottish? I believe he was, yes, Scottish. Sean Connery is I the best Scottish I can like do. That. <laughs> Sean Connery. Sean Connery. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I did that. I came off with an accent. I was like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, so a year later, Sarah, Juno, and Beth um, are heading up to the Appalachian, Appalachian Mountains. Appalachian yeah. Mountains. So a year in later, North Carolina. Again, these extreme Mountain Dew chicks are like, extreme let's. Mountain Dew chicks. Yeah, you know, extreme <laughs> to the max. Drink Mountain Dew. <laughs> um, they are like, let let's go ahead and let's do something crazy to get her over it, and it's just our thing. So they have the whole crew, I guess. Now it's not just the. Two, the three first girls. Now there's a two sisters there's and two sisters, a which guide. Is Sam and uh, Becca or Rebecca. Rebecca uh-huh. and Sam, yeah. And Rebecca then and Sam, and then there's Holly, Holly yeah. who apparently is Ju- Juno's protege, meaning like she's yeah. I don't know. Learning I, from her see, or something. I wasn't paying attention that much at that point, and I was like, I thought it was all girls just having fun exactly, in the cabin. Exactly. Yes. And I thought that somehow they were teachers and they were students or whatever. Or I didn't know that they all knew each other. I thought like maybe one of them was friends with some of them and not the others. And I couldn't really figure it out. The Holly chick was throwing me off with her short hair and everything. 
Um, <laughs> but then <How> I, dare <laughs> she? <laughs> then I eventually got it that, okay, they're all friends somewhat, but they are. Well, so they're all friends. Holly's new. Holly's the new Holly's girl. Holly's the new yeah. girl. Um, but Holly is like an avid base jumper. So we also know she's a Mountain Dew girl. Correct. Okay. So they have these plans to go. Spelunking. Spelunking, which is caving, like exploring cave, cave systems. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have a plan to go to this one well-known one, which Holly, you know, describes as a tourist, tourist trap. trap, yep. Um, which is hey. also a good movie. Movie. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she uh, she describes it as that. And so the, all the girls are like, okay, we're going to go to this one trail. It's going to be fine. Whatever, right? Um and they head there. Well, before they head there, I really do... The part of the movie that I did like is to see all these girls get drunk and have a good time. And I don't know why. That just makes me very happy when they're like, get the bottles and let's fucking... Let's get drunk. I cool. was like, can I join? <laughs> You're like, I'm a little parched. <laughs> you can do my hair. It's longer than y'all's. <laughs> okay. Nope. But, uh, can I do your hair? No. Maybe. What do you want to do to it? I don't know, but your hair looks very braidable. Like, it's very long. My your hair, hair is longer than mine, I think. My hair has been braided very and many it times. Is, and it is very fine. Like, my hair is thick. Mm-hmm. It's thick. Yours is, is very fine. And, and Yeah. I don't know. I've had it braided for so long, and I kept it long for so long because of braiding it at certain times in my life. But now, I don't know. It's just, uh, I, I just keep it just to keep it. Anyway, mm-hmm. thank Back you. Back to the movie. Um, so they go to this cave system. Um, they get there. On the way there, they do talk about how you know how Sarah's doing because it's just a year since her the death of her family. Yeah, her entire family. Right. Um, so uh, understandably, so uh, Sarah is um, on medication, and she is you know not exactly the life of the party. Right, but she's Which going along expected. with it. Right, yeah. She's, everybody she's... grieves differently, but you know, maybe this is her way of grieving. She's still sad about it, and she is going anyway. Yeah, she's not trying to be the negative Nancy. She's right. like, let's do this, whatever. Yeah. Um, Juno, on the other hand, at this time, doesn't want to tell everybody that she's made different plans and wants to take them to this New unknown cave system. cave system that nobody knows about. Right. And now that's a problem because. When you go into the mountains like this, there's generally a plan that you give somebody. Like, like my, my sister used to go backpacking all the time. She would tell all of us, everybody in the family, this is where I'm going. This is when I'm expected to come back. This is the trail that I'm going on. Like, this is what you do. You check in with yeah, your people. Yeah, there's like protocols so that yeah. way and if so something happens, they, they know where to look for you. And they did that. Mm-hmm. But for the wrong place. For the wrong place. Because absolutely. Juno led them to a different yep. place that has never been explored mm-hmm. before. She even left the guidebook that she brought in the car intentionally. You kind of see her look like she's going to take it. Then, no, I'm going to leave it. And then, so they all get their gear and get ready. They drop down into a cave. They drop down into a cave. And this is where. Um, this is where it gets a little tough. Like, yeah, the death of a child is horrible in a movie, and it's a shit amazing shit way to to start a movie but the descent literally the entire movie it's getting deeper and deeper into the earth and they they rappel down into a cave system mm-hmm. and you it's immediately just dark yeah this is what i was gonna say the movie gets claustrophobic kind of mm-hmm. like it gives a really 
uh, good sense of being in a very tight Subterranean, space. Yeah. Yeah. It's very dark yeah. and very like whatever you see and on the silent. screen is very like small. Yeah. And they don't do the thing where you light a match and it lights up the whole room. Like the lights that they're using, the headlamp mm-hmm. and the flashlight are the only things that allow us for visibility aside from the, the, the sporadic flares that are used. Yeah. So they, they dive down and they kind of s- do a like maybe a, like a short little hike in to like uh, whatever right don't they and then they have like lunch <laughs> it was like all right picnic time oh yeah so they yeah they 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 explore and then they have a picnic and then they because they go into the first they go in through the first um opening and they realize and I don't know the terms because I'm not a spelunker though it's a fun word to say splunking spelunking spelunking um juno is trying to make friends with sarah again saying i'm sorry that i wasn't there but sarah just doesn't feel like talking about it so she goes and looks for their next their next uh yeah they're looking for the next like pathway and And the path isn't one that they would walk through they would literally squeeze through like army crawling with their gear Mm -hmm. with maybe two inches on each side to spare like it is a tight squeeze like very claustrophobic. Do not have a food baby when you go there. <laughs> yeah, very, um, very, very claustrophobic. claustrophobic. And it was yeah. actually, it's actually awesome to see. Like there are some caves in uh, the Santa Monica Mountains that I do want to explore, but they're tourist traps. I don't want to do this fucking shit. Anyway. <laughs> well, that sounds interesting. And I'd love to check out the ones in Santa Monica sometime. But you're right. The tourist trap kind of throws it off. But I'm sure there's some hidden gems that we could find. No, I want to go to tourist traps first. Oh, oh okay. Just to make people yeah. play it safe. Like when I was rock climbing, I did uh, indoor with a rope and everything. And then it's just bouldering. Like you got to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. You so, got to walk before you can run. Walk before you crawl. What? So while they're having their little lunch and Kate, what Kate? Not Kate. Why did they call her Kate? Uh, so they Sarah. Sarah finds the yeah. So Sarah finds the other path, um, and but, it's a very tight squeeze. But at this point, doesn't she start to think that she's hearing her daughter's voice though? Yeah. So that's been that has been happening actually since since okay, the yeah. the night before, um, where she hears her daughter's voice, and that's why. Um, Oh, she had that little dream before they woke up after the drunken night, didn't she? Right. So yeah. So yeah. So she's questioning herself because she does. She is on medication. She is having nightmares. I mean, this is all reasonable. So she thinks she sees something be- before they go in through the first path. She thinks she sees something, but she writes it off as I must be hallucinating, um, because she hears like her daughter giggle like mm-hmm. yeah. on occasion. Uh, anyway. The girls start, the, the women start going through the, the path. And then once it's Sarah's turn, she's like bringing up the rear. She gets stuck. And she gets claustrophobic and she has a panic attack. And in in the madness uh, of her panic attack, there's also rumbling in the little space that she's crawling through. And as she's crawling through it, it starts to cave in. And yeah. so they have to like super, super, super fast go through this little path to the outside where through the through the end of that tunnel so that they can get into like the open part of the cave. What the equivalent mm-hmm. of a fucking meadow <laughs> <laughs> what, <laughs> inside um, of a cave. Um and and they lose rope. This is where and they, they lose barely the rope make back, it. Right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And this is where Juno lets them know that they're not in the cave system that okay they're not in the cane system that they're supposed to go in because the girls are like don't worry 
once we don't check in, they'll come find us. Mm -hmm. And that's when Juno has to let them know, hey, I was trying to make sure that we explored it and we can name it after us. She was being really like uh, brave and just trying to be like a explorer, famous explorer that conquered this cave first. And um, yeah, but it also left them like in an impossible situation. Nobody would know where they are. I know. Right. And they do say like, but isn't this what we wanted? This is why we do this. So that way if we, we can feel like we're alive kind of thing, you know? Well, I understand that, but she's, that's what she's doing. She's like the quote unquote, she's the American. It's like, uh, I'm doing this. This is what I want to do. But she is American yes. now, right? She's American. Everybody else is from a different country. Right. And that's intentional by the director because it's so dark. You want to be able to know who's who. Right, right. So let's see. Let's see. Let's name the countries that they're from. I don't we... want to. What? All right. I'm not good with accents. I mean, you can do it. Well, I think Holly is also either Scottish or Irish because she says shite. And the two, um, the, the sisters, I believe, are British because they are, she's a doctor. And mm-hmm. she, and then I think. Holly's Canadian. Holly's Canadian? Mm-hmm. The shite one? Mm-hmm. How is she Canadian? They said something about being in Canada. Yeah, but they don't say shite like that. And her accent is very Irish. She says she was in Canada. I don't know. See, I don't care. All right. Never <laughs> mind. Forget it. Moving on. So we still haven't seen any of these like beings that are going to hunt them down below yet. Well, this- so what we're starting to see is like feeling. So as the movie progresses. So the great thing about this movie is there isn't any imminent danger. That's not the, the environment itself so far. It's about yeah. how it's like most of the movie in and we don't see any danger other right. than the actual environment. And that's really cool about this movie. Um, you're already feeling claustrophobic. You're yeah. already feeling the tension. You're feeling like, oh, my God, what's there? It's so dark. And all you see is their headlamps or their flashlights. Yeah. You yourself are like, oh, my God, did that rock just move? Oh, my God, what is that over there? Was it something or was it not something? Yeah. Yeah, so I think that, again, the director and the crew did a good job of really creating that, like, environment where you feel that there's some tension and just unrest, unsettled feeling. Like you said, a rock could fall, lights could go out, so many things could happen. Nobody knows where there are. Uh, They're all in tight spaces, Mm -hmm. you know. It's definitely um, created such a mood already that just adding even the ba- the monster element after the fact is is just the icing on the cake i guess you know right so we hear some foreshadowing when the girls are hiking to the opening of the cave and before they got into the caves um and that is when becca is going through the different symptoms you might experience when you're going into there and it's like five different things it's like um disorientation dehydration um panic attacks anxiety all these other things five things which are also what is it the five stages of death i don't know is that was that the same thing not the same thing but there are five and five and that's my connection because i figured this whole movie the descent is sarah's descent into madness and also sarah's descent into the in through the different stages of grief you know we haven't seen her grieve really other than the first cry so that's what I think the, the movie symbolizes. Now, the, the sequel obliterates my theory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But uh, in, the, in this movie, initially, my thoughts were, okay, this is 
her processing all of this. Anyway. Okay. So um, they're disoriented, whatever. Um, at one point, um, they're running around like like crazy, like just looking for a different escape route. And at one point, well, they Holly, see cave paintings. Yeah. So we get to the part where they see the cave paintings. Yeah. And they realize there's two entrances. Yeah, so they're and, excited about it. Um, and then at that point, Holly starts running like a fool yeah. because she thinks she sees sunlight and it's like actually like phosph- right. phosphate, know, something, something like that. But, um, and uh, Juno is like chasing her, trying to tell her like, hey, stop running, whatever. And of course, she trips, falls down a, like a little hole or whatever, ends up busting her leg. And um, they have to go down to rescue her because she can't move now her bone is literally protruding out of her her body um wait we missed one part though what what part did we miss um so while they were trying to they were going through looking for it they had they came across this like (laughs) uh, trench like a crevice and they had to make their way across kind of like a a zip line what's it called yeah, this was a very intense scene. Yeah, it was a very intense scene. It was um, one of the girls, Becca, who's the more experienced climber. She went up and put all of the hooks um, onto the um, onto the rocks, and she finds one that's like a hundred years old. Um, and so she has to attach to it so that she doesn't fall because they're out of rope. She has to use what they have there. Um, and so the girls are going across. At this point, Juno's the last person to cross, and she falls. Um, and the girls have to try to pull her back up. Yeah. One of the girls getting rope burn on her hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, um, she falls so because she doesn't want to leave anything behind, which is sort of smart to think about because yeah, they are in unknown circumstances. Correct. But it also caused the whole situation where one person gets injured and then they right. almost died and shit. So. so while they're pulling the girls up, Sarah hears the giggle again and she sees Mm -hmm. somebody there and she tells and and it's a creature and all we see is this white kind of golem like creature like golem from like the lord of the rings like smeagol um but all white lean and kind of just drinking from um from like a lake or something or like an inside like pond or something yeah i'm not even sure if there was a lake at the time i thought it was down the corridor and they kind of just see it move or whatever oh maybe but um and so she's like i'm not hallucinating everybody tells her she's hallucinating you always tell a crazy person that they're crazy right right (laughs) um and then after that that's when uh we see the cave drawings which shows us that there's two there's two there's there's two entrances for the caves um, or for the mountain. And then that's when Holly goes and looks mm-hmm. and, and she starts running because she sees daylight supposedly, but she doesn't recognize that they're like two miles underground. Um, but in that, in, in that search and that sprint to the daylight, Holly falls and breaks her leg. Correct. And it's, it's, um, you know, it's a rough situation because now even more so they're in a problem, uh, because of this injured person with a broken leg. I mean, they get right into it. They're like, we got to set the bone again, make oh, a splint. Oh, that's when Sarah actually finds the, sees the guy. Sees drinking. the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, because they're all helping her and Sarah's mm-hmm. wandering off. But yeah, they that was really cool of them because one of the girls is a medical student. She's about to be a doctor or something. Yeah. And they set her leg. They take care of her right away. But it still means that you have now this extra dead weight that you have to drag along mm-hmm. to get out and survive. I mean, Absolutely. you know, think about that. If they have to go back over the thing that they just went across, 
mm-hmm. like that's going to be extra hard with that that little like yeah. zip line thing they did. Well, I was impressed that even though you know she, they they created a splint out of like whatever they had available, and she was up and walking on it um, slowly, but up and walking on him. And at one point, they had to go up a waterfall, and Holly's able to do that, albeit a little bit slow and a little bit loud. Um, so she's able to do that. But when they get to the top of that waterfall, that's where they find this den of just bones. It's like a graveyard of all of the things that these creatures have mm-hmm. been eating for hundreds of years. This is where we're going to get the first like this big is, reveal, right? Right. So at this point, um, there's uh, they're looking through they have the camera. Cam- they have a the video cam- camera. Yeah. Yeah. With infrared or something like the night vision or some sorts. They have a camera that that Holly has been documenting everything already. And so what they do is they put the um the infrared on so that they're able to see because it's so dark and they have to conserve their light mm-hmm. or their battery because they don't know when they're going to get rescued. Right. Um so they that's when we get the first major major reveal of this fucking animal. It's a humanoid. It's like we find out later that it is just um, a line, a lineage of cavemen who never, who, who didn't move out of the caves. And so they evolved into cave dwelling creatures. Hmm. And so what they do is they go out into the mountains near their entrance and they bring in, uh, what they find, be it people or animals. And that's how they feed the rest of their people. There's a whole community there. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of look like, um, well, I think they're, Sort of, they have look like, like orcs. Yeah, bald that, orcs, or Nosferatu almost. But, yeah, they look like Nosferatu. Yeah, um, but they have like bat-like ears, and so they're of, blind also because mm-hmm. they they don't need eyes in the dark. Right. So they've evolved to not have a vision, but they're supposedly using sonar, kind of like bats, to hear, and they can smell, which kind of leaves. The movie having a little bit of a few misses because, because the girls are able to. I keep saying girls. I'm sorry. The women um, hide by just standing still, but wouldn't they also so smell, smell them? Right. With you know? with no eyes, you'd have a heightened sense of smell. Yeah. And I don't know. It, you yeah they you. Anyway, whatever. It's that's... like when you're looking for an address, you turn your music down. Like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It uh, you know whatever. I mean. We don't know. Again, these creatures are bat-like, so maybe they're, you know, right. more, I don't know, whatever. But yeah, they have no eyes, or their eyes are there, they don't work. And they're work. creepy as shit. They do look creepy. You get this nice little quick jump scare, everybody runs and falls. Yeah, the but Holly gets killed the fuck up. Like, Holly gets, oh, right. is the one that gets killed, and Juno is fighting with the, the creature, like, tugging on Holly to keep her, and um, and the and the creature, uh, you know, she starts fighting it with a pickaxe. And as she, and all the other girls scamper, like they scatter. Yeah. And then next thing you know, Juno's fighting. She kicks ass. She turns around and hits Beth in the neck. Yeah, with her she gets and so in her. the moment. Like it's just one of those things where she just swung like without even thinking. But in her defense. Mm-hmm. The other girl should have said something. You came up right up behind her. Don't have. say shit. It was I a lot didn't of hear promotion. nothing. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but also we hear a soundtrack and they don't. So she might have said something. She might have said, hey, I'm right here or maybe gone to help her. But Juno swung around violently and got her right in the Ooh. neck. Now, yes, she could have approached that differently. Beth could have. But so could Juno. Juno could have stayed with her until she died. Or... 
or tried to help her or put her out of her misery. Instead, she just leaves her there. That was fucked up. Yeah. And as Beth falls, she takes off the charm that Juno Mm -hmm. wears around her neck. Um, That is apparently a gift from Paul, uh, Sarah's husband, with a quote. That Sarah said in the beginning of the movie was something that Paul, Paul said used all the to time. Say, yeah, yeah. Now she sh- should have handled it better, but we also know that she is a Bitch. shitty friend. <laughs> She's a shitty friend. Yeah, yeah, so it's not super unexpected, I guess, because she is a shitty friend. She's already, you know, cheating and having an affair, with, and so now she feels super guilty because she killed her friend, and she doesn't want anybody else to know. You well, know so what I mean? she just leaves her there. Yeah, she does. She. Um, She's like, fuck that, I'm out of here. And I don't know. It Again, it's, it's a tough moment uh, because you'd think, again, maybe it could have been handled differently or whatever. But now they know that they're not alone in the cave. Now they know there's somebody hunting them. Now they know that they've got two members down at least, you mm-hmm. know, and shit's fucked up. You know, like they have to figure out how they're going to survive, right? What they're going to do to get out of there. So, as I mentioned, they all scattered. Mm-hmm. So, the two yeah. sisters, Sam and Beth, they went off in one space together and they, um, they stuck together, which was good. And they realized that it was sound and it, and that they needed to stop doing like making sound, they needed to, uh, be as still as possible. And they actually had one of those crawlers climb on top of them in search of them. And that's when um, Sam's watch went off, like an alarm, and she had to toss it to get rid of them. Um, And then that was their own adventure. And that's when they run into Juno, um, finally. And Mm -hmm. Juno, this whole time, has been looking, and there has been some arrows drawn on the walls that apparently from the previous uh, explorers, um, which is good because they point in the direction that they're going. All she has to do is follow them backwards out of the out of the mountain. Um, but she won't leave without Sarah. Right, definitely, because she doesn't she wants She already feels she guilty. She feels guilty, yeah. So Sarah, in the meantime, she fell into the pit where all the animal bones go, mm-hmm. right? And she wakes up there. Uh, I guess she like lost like lost consciousness or something. Right. But while she's there, um, she's like getting her, you know, trying to get her uh get her bearings and she sees Holly is there. Uh Holly's body is there. And she sees a camera and she starts using the camera's infrared to be able to look in the dark because she doesn't have a flashlight either at this point. And she um, has to sit there and witness them eating her friend. Like there's like a dozen maybe, mm-hmm. maybe six or maybe, I don't know, six to a dozen of these creatures just eating the fuck out of Holly. her friend. Yeah, out of Holly. Yeah. Well, to be fair, they only sort of just met, so she probably wasn't as like... But still, can you imagine just <laughs> watching somebody being eaten? you like better her than me. If you say so. <laughs> I'd be like, shut the fuck up, don't move, don't say shit. Let them get full off of her and then make your move. <laughs> <laughs> so Sarah then continues on. Um, she... She's but she she does run into Beth. Beth is not dead. Beth is actually hidden underneath another carcass. Um, but she's dying. And she tells her that Juno killed her, abandoned her, and gave her Juno's mm-hmm. pendant as like like proof. Like, look, it yeah. was her. It was her. Because Sarah was saying, no, she couldn't have done that right. to you. She's like, don't and trust she, her. Don't follow her. What she says. Yeah. She's, not, she's not telling you the And truth. she recognized that's the necklace that Juno was wearing. But she, that was also the quote that Paul was. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that Paul was uh, all was was famous for saying right, or whatever. Yeah. So um, she's now so like, okay, hold on. Beth asks her to put her out of her misery. Oh right, yeah, yeah. and she does. She like. What does she do? Like they, she takes they a big rock and, and just goes wham and slams it right in the face. One <sighs> shot. She bashed her head in. It was yep. it was it was sad. That one was a little bit emotional, like of the deaths, aside from the kid. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, so then she um so then Sarah, you know, she comes across some crawlers and starts to kill them and yeah, and she, she eventually gets into her like I I fi- I I called her like into uh, her strength, into her rebirth. Right. It was sort of like how in Predator, how when Arnold gets ready to fight that final fight with mm-hmm. him and the Predator, and he, he gets all like ready, and then he's like in the middle of the Covered night, in mud. Yeah, and then the middle of the night with the torch, and he's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and just yells well, out. She kind of does the same thing. In, yeah. In a sense. The interesting thing about her, though, she already looks like Sissy Spacek. From Carrie, and then she runs and falls into this like pool of blood. So she <laughs> emerges from the pool drenched like Carrie. Yeah. yeah. Which pl- I took as an homage, right? But also that very much that rebirth, like I am now strong, I am now strength. Mm-hmm. Because you're not gonna like this. But we women come into our strength when we get our periods, which is why Carrie got her telekinetic powers once she started her period. Blood, 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 <laughs> blood, 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 blood. Okay. Blood. Uh, you know what? Um, roots. Bloody, bloody roots. roots. <laughs> I, oh, I was going to say, you, we also then realized that that's not really a pool of blood later on. In the second movie, we find out that's actually no, that one is a shithole. Are you sure? I thought that was that the same. That one didn't have turds in it. That one was just like gooey, right? The one in the first movie. Yeah. Right. But I feel like that it was representing the same. Well, it looked like blood to me. I know. In the first one, it looked like blood. In the second one, they said it was a shithole. We saw him take we a shit. We saw him take a shit. Yeah. I mean, maybe it was a different hole, but whatever. I like to think it was the same hole. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> There's so another joke in there somewhere if you dig deep enough. <laughs> so when she falls in there, she when uh, is because she was being chased by another crawler who also was in there. She has to kill her in the pond. She has to kill the female crawler in the pond, and then yeah. she starts to emerge from it. Um, it's only lit up by the torch that uh, like it's like uh, a torch that she has on fire, not a torch flashlight torch. She strategically um, threw the torch onto the next body of land. The, yeah, yeah, so it didn't like go pond, out. Yeah. yeah. But she also kills the fuck out of some other guy, right? Like another uh crawler. Oh yeah. yeah. And so she's like now coming into her own, and now this is the acceptance part of the grieving, I think. <laughs> um in the meanwhile, uh Sam, Becca, and Juno have gone back towards where they originally were because they don't know where the fuck they're going, right? And they um, are at the place where they had to cross over. Um, they had that crevice that they initially had to cross yeah, the first time. where they did the little zip line um, thing across. But they're also running from crawlers. And Sa- uh, Sam, the youngest sister, goes tries to go across herself, but she's very inexperienced, so they're very concerned about her doing that. As she went, and they're trying to tell her to come back that she doesn't have enough rope to make it. Yeah. Um, I don't know which one was the younger or the older one. The I med think student. Could, right, yeah. Maybe yeah. her name was Becca. I can't her remember. Her name was Sam. Okay, whatever. So she um, she 
was halfway through when a crawler came from the opposite direction mm-hmm. and tried to attack her. Yep. He chews a chunk of her throat and he and she stabs him. <sighs> yeah. So she's dying or she's dead, hanging upside down. This was one of my favorite death scenes, but mm-hmm. I also felt like it could have been avoided because she had a knife. She was armed, but for some reason she put the knife in her mouth and then went unarmed fight like, flight or freeze. i know but it's a, yeah so she either froze or she was f- fleeing but you had the knife out and so she could have like stabbed this thing before it got to her but she didn't so she gets her neck slit and then is hanging upside down blood spewing well first she obviously manages to kill the thing first yeah. but i love how she's hanging and spinning around and just uh kind of you know whatever it's a it was a sh- cool little uh yeah well then excessive death death scene (laughs) meanwhile her sister becca is being dragged the other way the other way backwards and getting by her feet eaten alive Mm -hmm. by uh the other crawlers and then juno ends up jumping down that crevice and it turns out there's just a pool of water like it's it's water right oh right yeah Mm -hmm. that's that's where we were like hey how'd she get in the water yeah yeah so now she's down in this pool of water and um, it, she thinks she's the, well, she doesn't know if Sarah's still alive. Well, so that, she's right? trying to climb up, up, uh, she's trying to climb up from the water and that's when Sarah reaches over and grabs her. Sarah is like badass at this point. She is covered in blood and got a torch and she's like posed in a certain assertive way. Like I'm in charge now kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Like she's taking ownership of it. She's come back. She, she, she has finished her rebirth process and now she is ready to just go. So she and Juno um, start to escape um, and they see, you know, they, they fight other crawlers as they're trying to find their, as, as they see that there's a, the, the, the way out, um, the way out is like the steep incline, but it's full of bones and you have to crawl over these bones to get out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Juno and uh, Sarah, they're kicking ass. Uh, these crawlers are attacking them. And finally, once they're all done, um, they hear that there's more coming. But at this point, Sarah confronts Juno by just showing her the charm. Yeah, she does this cool little like, ching, and just drops it. She's like holding it while holding the weapon. And she like holds it up and then drop, like, let's go. She's holding the weapon in one hand. And then she releases the grip out of the first two bottom fingers, fingers and, and the, that yeah. releases the charm. So she's holding the axe on one mm-hmm. hand with the charm dangling. And that's when Juno's like, oops, I fucked up. Yep. And uh, Sarah stabs her in. Um, she like gets she, it right she, in the leg. And then... Yeah, she gets the pickaxe to the leg and then uh, runs and she starts going up the, the incline. Uh, meanwhile, Juno, she's like, oh, shit. And she tried, she's like, okay, I'm going to attack these things. I'm going to fight these things. But there are like dozens of them. And all we hear are her screams and uh, Sarah makes her way out. She climbs up and she climbs out of this hole in the earth. And she just starts running back. Hole in the air. <laughs> it's like the worst Deftones song. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> and she heads out. She finds the truck. She drives off. Um, she She pulls over at one point. And it just is freaking out and um, a truck bom- goes yeah, by. vomits outside. Next thing you know, she turns and Juno's ghost is there. The end. Yeah. That was a great movie. 
I loved that movie. My theory on the movie for the stupid it's ass sequel all in her head and is that she, that died she or killed everybody because she went crazy after that after she got stuck in the first place. You know what I mean? Like she got stuck. So she got stuck. She got crazy. She, she got came crazy, out and killed everybody. She came out and she started killing everyone. Like the only way that that didn't exactly make sense or that the theory would have that my theory wouldn't have worked aside from the sequel was that holly was killed in front of everybody you know what i mean sure yeah so um so i don't know i don't think it was all in her head but um i think the idea would have been oh maybe she did that um or maybe a lot of it was in her head or maybe the fighting was in her head or she never made it out because i thought that the best way to have the movie end would have been kind of like in um house of a thousand corpses where dana wakes up on in dr satan's uh bed you know like in the hospital bed you know what i mean like oh "Oh, i never actually got out i'm still here kind of thing Mm -hmm. so the whole escape thing was in her head that's what i thought was happening um but because we have a sequel we know that wasn't the case yeah, and the sequel, I don't know. I don't know why we watched it. I think it was part the we fact that just, it picks up right at the end, and then we're like, "Oh, great! Well, we get to see what happens right afterwards, right?" Yeah. But we should have learned from past movie Every mistakes. Every other sequel. <laughs> yeah, like Halloween Two starts right up after the first one ends, and it just becomes you know a big mess. Like it's it's definitely not as good. It's not the movie was made differently for different well, reasons. So and, the descent, according to the director, was never meant to be a sequel. Right. Like it. It, it, it shouldn't was, have and been. it would have been good because then we have our own way of like thinking were these things real were they not was it sarah was it not did she survive did she not the problem did you know survive? is the movie industry they want to recoup every dollar and everybody's thinking about the next franchise especially in the horror genre well so in the u.s version this is what happened right u.s in, version what do you yeah, mean yeah in the uk version it ends with sarah being stuck oh really yeah Really? I haven't seen the UK version. The UK version ends with Sarah being stuck in in the, the cave. cave still. Yeah, that might actually more explain your theory. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he like okay, so yeah. I mean, I I think that that's that would have been the better ending for it. Yeah. But now we have the sequel, um, and the sequel kind of negates all the uh, or or invalidates all of the other theories that really were the best part of the movie was yeah. what if it was this what if, i mean as far as the ending what was what if it was this what if it was that because in the ending we we come across that so in the sorry in the sequel it's the the town uh, the town sheriff is looking for these girls on day 2 because they never checked back in sure. but they're looking in the wrong the wrong spot, spot. right and, exactly and they find sarah sarah you know sarah is found by um yeah, some a some tow truck driver tow or something. Truck driver, right? Yeah. Yeah, but it it doesn't match up properly because in the end of um, of the first one, if she did come out of the car, I mean, out of the cave and is in the car, she could have just driven somewhere, not running through the mountains. And then um, 
there's just a lot. There's just a lot. Right. I don't actually want to talk about I don't the, actually the want to talk about the sequel either. I think it's, we should just mention that we did watch it because... And for, we didn't like it. There were some know. things that were pretty cool. There were some pretty decent jump scares, but... And we sp- did that with uh, Carrie as well, too, where we watched the sequel and it wasn't as good as the first, obviously. The remake was better than yeah. the, the middle one. Um, but it's just, that's the thing is again, like the, especially the horror genre, it's always been franchise oriented and people think like, oh, well, you got to make another one and another one and just keep banking off of it. The Freddy's, the Jason's, the, you know, Michael Myers and pinheads and all that. But I think that they need to think about just making one-off horror movies all the time. They seem to be the best ones. The the sequels always suck and don't <laughs> but really they still add make some money from it. Well, they do, yeah, but it doesn't add anything to the story or the the like if you look at Friday the 13th, the first one is phenomenal. And it doesn't even like Jason isn't even part of that movie. Like the, the whole Jason mythology and the franchise and everything that came after, you know, is yeah, I get it. It you know, we what would Jason the Nightmare? I mean, sorry, Friday the Thirteenth be without Jason and the hockey mask and all that? But by the time you get to like Jason takes Manhattan, it's just a did he even goof. get to Manhattan or was he on the boat the whole time? <laughs> He gets to Manhattan, yeah. But even before that, part four, five, I mean, five and six and seven are all just a big goof. And they all like, you know, didn't, whatever. Didn't he go to space? That was in 10, even more of a fucking big goof. <laughs> but that's all I mean is like this is not what, you know, you're not doing a justice to the uh, actual beginning of the movie or the real like i don't know same thing with halloween now there's a new halloween coming out and you know I'm watch it i know we're gonna watch it but <laughs> really halloween could have been that one and done and i do feel like it's it's hard for especially the horror genre to do that because everything is always about you know the next one saw one two three four five Ch- child's play one two three you know like everything it's all you know puppet master you one two ones. three you know like the collector for example well, the collector was a good movie, right? And it left you wanting more. But and then there's... part two gave you more. It gave you what you wanted. Now we could get into that, but I also do feel like that maybe the second one was not as great as the first one. Again, same reason because now they're just trying to bank on an already awesome movie, and they have to just add more elements and go over the top, and that doesn't necessarily make for a better movie, you know. Okay. Well, you want we'll talk about that on another. Yeah, we'll talk about that when we talk about the collector. (laughs) But um, so they were in the Appalachians in North Carolina, right? So did you hear about all these stories about the those mountains being haunted? Ah, well, not. not, I mean, maybe. Yeah, I wouldn't. uh, Well, so that part of of the United States has a lot of history because of the slaughtering of the indigenous people. That plus the American Revolutionary War plus slavery plus Civil War plus so many different things. Yeah. Um, So if you believe in spirits and ghosts and all that kind of stuff and you think that, you know, they're still walking around in this earth lost. Well, yeah, I can understand that in the mountains there would probably be um, people who believe there's a lot of spirits out there. Well, there's um, a Cherokee legend that talks about the Moonite people. The moonlight people? Moon-eyed people. Oh, moon-eyed yeah. people. Okay. Um, and there are these, oh, I guess maybe it was a little further south, not in North Carolina. But I thought that of all the Appalachian legends that I was able to look up, I thought that the moon-eyed people were the closest because they're 
their eyes um, and their whiteness and they live in the mountains kind of thing. Um, but as far as the evolution of cavemen going into um, cavemen living in caves, evolving into these crawlers, I think there's a flaw there. Like, I don't think they would have developed the same way. I think they would have developed to be more like um, less looking like humans because there's no reason to walk upright if you're crawling all the time. There's no, there's no reason to, um, to have the big heads like the, that we do if you're constantly having to, like you would be more nimble. Like, I don't think that they would look very human at all. If anything, I think they would look more like, I don't know, like, uh, like so, like an insect or a fish. Do they mention at some point in this movie? Because I don't remember about them uh, having they, connection to cavemen. They uh, no, they don't mention in the movie. But the director does say it in some of the um, director's cuts mm. or whatever. Okay. Um, and in part two, we do hear that. Um, in part two, there was one interesting aspect about part two. Uh, in part two, there was um, discussion of. This one guy's family, who a family member, his great-grandfather or something, went down into the mines and never came back. And then at the end of the movie, we realize that that's his family that's down there because they're related to his grandfather, great-grandfather or something like that. Oh, okay. Well, that's also sort of like... Dr. Uh, Satan? <laughs> yeah, something like that, right? It is like that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so many of the horror movies are just like it all on comes old back stories, to Rob right? Zombie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, but or Nicolas Cage. When, yeah. How do we get it tied um, to Kevin Bacon? <laughs> because I mean, you could also even in Hill, the Hills Have Eyes, it was sort of something like that too, right? Right, this family that was didn't they weren't they like connected to somebody who was uh, the guy though the 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 gas station guy wasn't he? The oh yeah, the grandfather, grandfather mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So, I don't know. I'm just saying, like, that's um, sort of a kind of a common plot theme. But yeah. that's fine. I like the first one. I didn't like the second one. Uh, the second one, they, it just was one of those two, like, The second quick, one didn't you know, have a final girl. Um, because, wait, why not? Because that guy killed her and put her back in the cave. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but they did, like, that ending was more of a typical horror movie ending. Oh, without the check uh, this out. Part two closure. I just realized something. So I was thinking, if they are not used to sunlight or and they're in the caves all the time, how can they go out and hunt and not get burned by the sunlight, right? Mm-hmm. Because they have translucent skin almost. How is that happening? But then also, wouldn't they um, like? Wouldn't it be overwhelming for that? How could they possibly do that? And at the end of part two. We see that the the old man who who kills the uh, the officer, the deputy, and or 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 hits her with a shovel and puts her back. He puts her at the opening of the cave so they can just pull it in. So maybe he's just his his task is he hunts and brings, and brings things there. to the opening of the cave and pushes it down there for every mm-hmm. for everybody that lives in the cave. That would make the most sense, I think. Um, that very last. Uh, bad guy in the um second one was also was a little bit more of like the alpha male dominant bigger 
guy, but so you, I don't know, maybe he could be hunting too, but I I think it makes sense that this other grandpa guy who's taking care of him kind of will like hunt a deer or something and drop it off by the hole or something like that. Yeah, and we find out that there's like a whole community of them. There's women, there's men. Well, there's so many of them. If Mm -hmm. you think between part one and part two, like how many died and how many more were there? Mm -hmm. Like there's a lot. They were really breeding like Mm -hmm. heavily, like the end of the first one when she stabbed juno there was what at least say like 10 or 15 coming for her right yes now let's say juno was obviously survived was able to kill off or hurt or injure the majority of or those. hide because apparently they can't or smell hide, her. yeah <laughs> um but even still what i'm saying is again there was more in the second one that had were dead you know so how many there was a lot of these creatures down below so they were definitely breeding and they were definitely thriving there was not like it wasn't like the the hills have eyes family where it was like four, four or five of them this was like a community of like and they were all 20, been inbred 30. but they would have all been inbred because they would have all been so that means they would have been less likely to be such strong hunters to go out into the mm-hmm. out yeah. into the mountains and hunt something, they wouldn't have been able to do that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Anyway, I really enjoy the descent, the first okay. one. I really enjoy it. Like even the claustrophobia I experienced watching it was good. Okay. Like it felt good. I recommend it. I liked It's so much better than what we're sh- we're sharing. I recommend it. I liked it. But I I mean it wasn't. It was good. It was good. I think because we watched the first and the second one right afterwards, I feel like it was like one long movie that kind of had a failed ending. But if you just cut it off after the first half, it was pretty good. Yeah. Um. So for sure, yeah, I I definitely think that it's worth checking out. But it you know it's it's that type of uh movie where I feel like the the jump scares and some of it are a little bit predictable because it is dark and it's like okay well you know something's gonna happen eventually you know what i mean like the first moment when they see the the vampire like whatever creature you want to call it it was like expected you know what i mean i I mean you knew that part was coming there was gonna be a reveal it was gonna happen and um i don't know like those type of movies they they have the format to them but i don't think that's a bad thing i think that's what makes good movies see i'm a musician and i i see it in music song format when i hear a song i can kind of predict where other elements of the song are going to come in Mm -hmm. where's the chorus where's the bridge where's the you know the repeats and whatever and that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad song. It just means that I can... It's predictable. Yeah, predictable. Mm-hmm. Um, as opposed to a song that's really like progressive and out there and then you don't know where the loops and, and the next stage of the song or maybe a song that starts one way and ends in a completely different way and you don't know, you know, it just went on a musical journey to get there. Um, so in the same sense, movies are the same way where you have your beginning, middle, and end. And I think this the first one was done very well. Um, sad that the, sec- the same director and everybody had to, you know, come back and sort of ruin the second one. But <laughs> it happens. Yeah. Well, so I just found this. I just found this on uh, Non-Alien Creatures of Wikipedia. Uh, and it's Cave Creatures. Cave creatures are hairless, white-skinned humanoids found in the Appalachian Mountains. They're semi-sapient because they can identify a trap. 
appearance. They are tall, hairless humanoids with red eyes and sharp teeth. Their skin appears white due to a lack of pigment from living deep in caves and only exit during the night to feed. They're camouflaged into the rock and they're expert climbers scaling surfaces impossible for humans to climb. Their humanoid body type, six to seven feet, weighs 500 to 600 pounds, and they're very aggressive. They live 500 on- to 600 pounds? What? Yeah. That's how much they weigh? Yeah. Okay, this is uh, some sort of fictitious... Yeah, no, this is all like just... uh, I mean, there's no facts here. (laughs) Well, right, but I would say that if there may be... Like in the sense that Bigfoot or something might exist, I could see that there would be people that believe that there's these type of... Have you ever heard of the Jersey Devil? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, there's people that believe in like a lot of things. like Yeah. So, you know, something something like this makes a lot of sense, especially in that Appalachian Mountains area. Um, black-eyed kids <laughs> what black-eyed kids yeah the Oliteau is an elusive giant bat with wingspan of 12 feet a black oh, body I think I've seen that. red wings and two inch serrated teeth i think i've seen that before these are stories of these bats from local tribes in the forests of cameroon in west africa but the first story to reach the western world came from the biologist sanderson studying hammer-headed fruit bats see the the big argument of today's world is that now because everybody has a camera and a video uh recording device in their phone that most of these things would eventually become caught on camera or revealed or whatever um you know 10 15 years ago even because we didn't have that much accessibility to be able to record stuff at an instantaneous moment like people would say, oh, Loch Ness Monster, Bigfoot, whatever, but nobody catches them on camera or the ones that are, are very, you know, skeptic and whatever. So, but that's the one thing I think nowadays, even with ghosts, like people want to say there's ghosts. Well, you know, you can watch a bunch of YouTube videos with that one droney, like I talk like this every time I make my videos guy. But I mean, is that slapped ham? I'm not going to even, no, I'm not even going to shout <laughs> oh, no, his name. The, I know. That's I the other guy. <laughs> the point is, is, like, none of those shits are fucking real. Come on. I mean, if they really were, then it would be major news. You know what I mean? I what about the, the the files on the UFOs that the... That the yeah, um, well, we're getting yeah. there. That shit might actually come out, and maybe there's some truth to it. But ultimately... We're living in a world where everybody can record everything at any moment. And sometimes people record shit that they can't explain, but that's just because they don't know. Again, like maybe they were, live near like an Air Force base and there's some uh, unidentified flying object. Now, that's a true thing. It just means that it's an aircraft that we don't necessarily know what it is. It doesn't mean that it's alien or came from another planet. It could be aircraft that the military is working on that they're doing testing on or whatever. The point is... Um, people will um, kind of interpret whatever they see how they see it. But I do feel like that if there was a real abundance of this shit happening, that we would have lots of people being able to record and put out their evidence of either ghosts or Bigfoot or fucking these cave-dwelling monster creatures or whatever. Like, we're just, you know, we still don't have that kind of evidence yet. You know, like... There's a few, there was this one video where people saw these like weird looking creatures that looked like they were out of like a Jim Henson live action movie in like Thailand or some shit like that. Mm -hmm. 
And for a minute there, the internet was all like, oh my God, look at these weird creatures. And then it turned out that it is exactly that. It's just like, it's not even like a, a hoax hoax. It's like an event where people dress up and wear these fake costumes. <laughs> and, and these tourists you are going to. those big, right? tall, long things climbing buildings? Did no, you see that? not the tall, long things climbing buildings. I'm talking about these uh, like big, like fat looking, almost like rat-like creatures they're like big costumes that look like jim henson made them and people are riding around in a boat in thailand and somewhere and they come across like i'm bathing in the water r-o-u-s's what r-o-u-s's that's from something and i can't remember now oh r-o-u-s's is that your princess bride movie yes absolutely (laughs) rodents of unusual size right yeah 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 (laughs) right I don't know. It just, it really does seem like that, you know, if this stuff is true, more and more people will be, have the opportunity to catch it on camera. You know, like people show camera footage of like, um, I don't know, their, their security cameras and stuff like that. And they see these little orbs flying by. Dust? It's just, yeah, it's not, it's not a ghost. It's not, I don't know. But people want to believe what they want to believe. So if you want to believe in it, by all means, go ahead. Yep. Well, thank you for permission. Um, <laughs> permission, permission to blast off. <laughs> um, all right. Well, um, again, highly recommend this movie. Go watch it. Tell us what you think. Yeah. Did you enjoy it? Um, did you find uh, something that in it that we forgot to mention? Let us know. Um, if you have another movie that you want us to review, let us know. Drop us a line. <laughs> Icecreampodcast.com. There you can contact us. You can see what we're up to. You can um, uh, recommend a movie. You can do really anything with anything there. Um, and that's all we got. Yeah. We're glad to be back. And we hope to be doing these more regularly. Definitely. Uh, Going to try to keep up with the audio for sure. Once the videos are available, we'll let you know. Uh, we're also going to try to kick you know kick off the patreon stuff maybe and uh possibly also have maybe some sort of bonus episodes of things maybe true crime related stuff whatever I have a lot of true crime tie-ins for these horror movies that we are watching yeah uh merch and everything is another thing that i think we need to get into soon um right absolutely all right and that is it for us please drop us a line tell a friend hit that subscribe button and we'll see you soon Okay, bye.